Hey, this is Matt Terrio at Epic Real Estate, and welcome to another episode of Financial Freedom Friday. It's time for Financial Freedom Friday with Matt Terrio. So today, as I was trying to think about what we were going to talk about, uh, what would today's subject be? And I was actually inspired by a sequence of events that happened here in the office this week. Because we sent out an email looking for another badass case study that we could create. We wanted to create another badass case study inside of our REI ACE program. And you know, we sent out this email, we chose a select group of people, sent it out to them, and the, the responses came back. There was a bunch of them, we started going through them. And they, I mean, they went from one spectrum, end of the spectrum to the other. There's all types of different responses. And, and uh, you know, the, the, this one particular response I want to talk about today is, is the inspiration of this. And what I started thinking about was, you know, I've been in, uh, investing in real estate for quite a long time, uh, 12, 13 years now. And in the beginning, I didn't have a marketing budget. So I had to kind of do business the old-fashioned way. Uh, belly to belly, nose to nose, face to face and I had to interact with a lot of people. I spent a lot of time in, in people's living rooms and at their kitchen tables and, and knocking on doors and you know all that, that type of old-fashioned sweat equity type of marketing. And when you spend that much time with people, you used to really, you know, indirectly, you're getting an amazing education in human nature and in the human character. And then about six or seven years ago when we started showing people how to invest in real estate, you know, there's a whole other group of people that I got to interact with. So over the last decade, I've, I've got a lot of hours in with people. And one thing you just start to notice is you're, you're, you're able to assess a situation. You're able to assess uh, someone's character, someone's motives, all just through the way they speak, through their vocabulary, the words that they choose. And most specifically inside of the questions that they ask. Really, the questions are, are, are so telling, and it's just like you can pick it up right away, right now. It's like this weird ability that I have, um, and but it's just—it's not weird. It's just because it's what I've been doing for so long, and now it's just—it's just present. It's just a part of me now. And so when I when I receive an email, and all of these emails, I can kind of like I can just read through the lines pretty darn easily and clearly. And so this person said, uh, please provide me contact with the numbers of that, you, of that you claim to this. They wanted one the numbers of the case studies, they wanted to call them. And so when he responded back, and I wasn't expecting them to respond back, and if he wasn't going to respond back, I wasn't expecting it to be too nice. But he was actually a very, uh, very open-minded person. He said, hey, I reread what I wrote, and my mind was somewhere else. So indirectly, he was just acknowledging it that, hey, maybe I was a little overboard. And then he went on to say, I think for the most part, when you see these stories, talking about the case studies in the email, there is always a lot more to it than what's portrayed. And so this is the part I'm talking about. Because when you're trying to learn some, how to do something new, particularly where there's a big reward on the other end, it's typically accompanied by a certain level of risk that you're gonna have to endure before you actually get the reward. And so with, in that type of circumstance, there's really three types of questions people ask. There are just-in-time questions. These are the good questions. Then there's the bad questions, or the, the, the middle-of-the-road questions. Then there's the bad questions that really get you stuck. Okay? So let's talk about the first one, the just-in-time questions. These are the people that, hey, I, just, I need to get going. I need to take some action. I need to take this next step. I just have this question. Can you just answer this one question, and I'll be on my way. 
And I think those are the best types of questions. That's, that's moving at the speed of instruction. That's traveling as far as you can see. And when you get there, now you're like, okay, now what? Now you got a new question and now you get to keep going. And I think those are the best types of questions to ask. And, and I can see with our, our case studies, our most successful case studies, that that's probably something that they all have in common. Like, hey, what do I do now? You know, I just got done in, uh, talking to one of our most recent students, Joey, Joey Stant. And I'm not sure when that, that might have been last Monday or it might be next Monday. He's got, he, you're going to hear from him or if you haven't heard from him already, you'll hear his whole story. But he was very much one of those people, you know, uh, via Voxer. He's like, every morning was a mat. Okay, what do I do now? And then the next morning, he's like, okay, I did that. Now what I do? Boom, I did that. Now what I do? And just that we kind of went through that rotation in 30 days. I mean, he's standing there inside of our private Facebook group and posted a picture of his check. I was like, well, there you go. That's how you do it. So, Joey, if you're watching, good job, bud. Keep it up. So those are the good types of questions, just in time questions. I need just enough information right now, just in time, so I can keep going and progressing. Good. All right, so then the middle of the road questions. These are called the just in case questions. And I guess they would be considered hypothetical questions. And most of the time they're really fear-based, right? People are really concerned about what if this happens, what do I do? Or what if that happens, what do I do? The, the whole getting ready to get ready, right? And you just, you need all of the answers before you're gonna take that next step. And, and what if, you know, this rock falls from the sky, what am I gonna do? Or what if this person slips on the porch, what am I gonna do? What if the attorney general calls me, what am I gonna do? What am, what am I gonna do when all this mail comes back and stuffs up my mailbox? They just, they need an answer for everything. And this group of people, I could say it's 50-50, it's a, it's a coin flip as, depend, as to whether they're going to succeed or not. But what they do all have in common is they just go a lot slower than they have to go. You just don't need all of the information. As Dr. Martin Luther King said, you, you don't need to see the whole staircase to take the first step. Well, this group of people, they need to see every single step in that staircase before they'll take the first step. All right, so that's the second kind of question. We got the just-in-time question, the just-in-case question, and then where this is really kind of uh, made me think of this is the just-justify question. They're looking for justification to not try at all. That's the third category. I'm looking for a reason. I'm looking for an excuse. And one thing he, he had written in here, he says, I think for the most part, when you see these stories, there's always a lot more to it than what's portrayed. So what that's telling me in, in his language is that he's always looking for that, waiting for that one little thing. It's, he's like, he's listening to the story, he's listening intently, and he's waiting for that one little piece of evidence that's going to validate as to why he is not gonna make it. And, and you have to be really careful those types of questions of why you're asking those types of questions. Are you looking for a guarantee? Are you looking for an excuse not to try? You know, it's whatever it is, those justify questions are typically paralyzing questions. They're gonna stop you dead in your tracks and you're never gonna get anywhere. So, as you proceed and go through your journey, um, Take this new insight that you've got now and evaluate when you're asking a question, what category does it fit in? Is it just in time question because I really want to know the information and I'm going to go do something with this information? Or is it just in case question that I'm really just looking for an answer to calm my nerves and I don't really plan on doing anything with it at all. I'll just feel a little smarter after I, after I know the answer. Or is it a, a justify question? Give me a reason as to not try at all. I'm looking for an excuse. I'm looking for a way out of not even trying. All right, so take that and 
evaluate yourself. It's just a way to coach yourself. And as you move forward, just take the information, move at the speed of instruction, travel as far as you can see. When you get there, you'll see further. And this is really the fastest way to go about it. And what you're going to notice, what you're going to recognize is things are going to start happening for you. Things that, that you could have never expected, things that you could have, yeah, just really never foreseen or anticipated. Um, things that would have never happened for you unless you did take that first step. Talk, call it the happenstance. Being, it's just where, where luck happens. It's where miracles, so to speak, happen. I'm talking about the, the spiritual or mystical miracles. I'm talking about just good things happen that you weren't expecting to happen. So take this new information as you're progressing on your journey to financial freedom and make sure that you're asking the right types of questions, the types of questions that are going to actually propel you forward and not hold you back. All right, I'll see you next week on another episode of Financial Freedom Friday. Take care.